Yo MTG Taps is sponsored by LegitMTG.com. Strategy, streams, and singles, LegitMTG has it all. Oh yeah, and now us. So check us out every Friday on LegitMTG.com and stop back every weekday for more great Magic the Gathering content and product. Welcome back to Yo MTG Taps. I'm Big Head Joe. And I'm Stephen Marshall. And uh, apologies for the week off last week, uh, but I'm a married man and family comes first, and that's just what it is, so sorry about that. Uh, we'll be taking an extended break off in a couple more weeks here uh, for about three weeks, uh, but we'll get into that when we get closer to it. Uh, anyway, for now, uh, more apologies. We are just starting this show off. With a bunch of apologies. So, uh, Stephen, uh, mm-hmm. do you have anyone that you'd like to apologize to? Uh, I guess. Well, my main apology would be to the original. No, there's not. I don't have. No, I don't have no apologies. Really? Yeah, I'm sticking. I'm sticking to it. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah. Then you I... want me what for the original spoiler of? Yeah. Like I was denigrating whoever it was and the people and mythic spoiler for running with that uh, fake spoiler. Yeah. The wrong spoiler. Yeah. For incorrect people. Yeah, but wound up being m- more correct than you gave it any credit for. The Mythics were pretty accurate. I mean, some of them were. All this dust is something I wouldn't have guessed. I mean, the problem is that, like, like okay, so the defense for this is that he did better than some people would have guessed when they were trying to come up with the spoilers. Because for the most part... You know what was going to be in the set beforehand, like just because of what they had to print. A decent amount, yeah. And you already knew about Emrakul, so you could have guessed that there was an Eldrazi theme. Yeah. No, I don't have to apologize for that. They, they, he said Goblin Guide was going to be in there. True. Uh, yeah, no Goblin Guide, so hey. And that's something you could have figured maybe that'll be in, you know, Battle for Zendikar. It could very well be. I, it seems like if they were to reprint it anywhere, it would be there. And wouldn't that be a happy moment? Just hmm. have that card back in standard. Uh, not like it'll matter to me, but uh, I, but, but, huh? I'm just saying, like, I don't, I don't think you deserve credit for saying Tarmogoyf, Dark Confident, Click, and the Eldrazi's are going to be in the set. That's well, why would you impressive. think? Why would you think they'd reprint Dark Confidant and Vendillion Click? I mean, like, why? I actually still don't understand why they reprinted those two cards in this set. I mean, the Tarmogoyf, sure. Okay, I get, I get printing the Tarmogoyf, but why would you reprint those two? Um, because if you do a search for modern legal cards, like, they're still, like, two of the top ten most expensive cards in the modern format, and they do actually see play. It's not, like, doubling season or something weird where it's, like, only seeing Commander play. So, right. like, it's kind of out of place in a modern Masters set. Sure, sure. Um, so I, th- I think that's fine that they need to be reprinted for financial reasons and then the Eldrazi are fine. And then I think the original, it was, I know they had Tezzeret the Seeker, which was kind of weird because I yeah. would have assumed Tezzeret Agent of Bolas or something like that. Well, you would assume that based off of the, uh, the avatar picture that they, yeah, uh, that's that, very that's a, strange. That's really weird. 
Uh, they also had all five commands being reprinted, which was 100%. No, it was 60% wrong. 60%, that's right. <laughs> yeah, not let's, get the, let's get those percents right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, no, no apologies. Okay, fine. Um, I do have an apology. Um, I would like to apologize to the creator of the soul shift ability <laughs> because I was like, yeah, there's, yeah, there's no way they'd print that stupid ability in the set. And it was like, Hey, what do you know? Soul shift sub theme. Okay. Hey, I think you should apologize to the, the genius who had the foresight to predict the possibility of that being in the set as a spirit sub theme based uh... off of one card. The, I will, I will, the swan card. I, I, will, I wouldn't apologize um, to him, you know, verbally, but I'll apologize to him in spirit. Um, so, uh, wow. yeah, thanks. Uh, <laughs> now, uh, I've actually been thinking a lot lately. So we had a conversation on the show a couple weeks ago about standard and about how I was going to play um, – or how I wasn't going to play standard at the SCG Open uh, in Dallas this past weekend, uh, which neither one of us wound up going to at all. Again, family comes first. Uh, my dad sent me a message uh, late in the week, and he said, hey, let's get together for breakfast on Sunday, or this weekend. And like this weekend was just terrible for us, because I said all kinds of stuff going on, including uh, Modern on Sunday. Yeah. Um, my friend graduated, so it's uh, it's definitely the dads and grads season. <laughs> no doubt. Um, so I was able to get my money refunded for my pre-reg. Uh, they refunded it within like like five minutes too. So props <laughs> to Star City for being on the ball about that because they really did. They were just like, "Oh sure, boom, it's back." I was like, "Whoa, all right, thanks guys. Wow, I thought it was gonna be like a process, but it wasn't at all. They just took care of it. So I was really appreciative of that." But uh, my dad wanted to have breakfast. Uh, he had been out of town for a while and will be out of town much of the next two months. So I didn't know when I get to see him again. So we went and we had some uh, delicious breakfast. Uh, no regrets. Um, but anyway, I wasn't going to play Standard because I wanted to play Green-White Devotion. And Green-White Devotion was just basically like three weeks out of favor. And so I made a pretty important... I just had a pretty important revelation um, over the past week or so, and that's that I'm pretty much think I'm done with standard. And it's not just like a, a um, well, it is a stubbornness thing, but it's not just a like a protesting like, oh my deck's not good anymore. I hate it. I don't want to play anymore. It has nothing to do with that particular situation. What it really has to do with is. I've realized, like, okay, so now I've got two modern decks that I like. I've got Burn, and I've got Affinity, and I love playing those decks. Um, those decks kind of shift a bit here and there, and there's, like, some changes you can make. But they're decks. They're solid decks that stick around. I love that kind of stuff. That's, like, the most fun for me is being able to play a deck that I like and just being able to play it. And I think that's why I'm one of the few people who loved Standard last year, despite Standard hardly changing for the entire year. You know, and I'm one of the main people who's complained about Standard being stale. And I I just think I, what I realized was, 
when I love a deck, like I don't want to be told that I have to change it every couple weeks. I don't want to keep playing that game anymore. Like I, I, I played Green White Devotion and I loved green white devotion i was like what a cool idea you know like you stick this enchantment early it gets under control it gets under counter magic um it just can overwhelm control and then it can like against like faster decks it can clog the board it can do all kinds of stuff and it was just like a really fun deck to play and i was like man i want to play this deck because i actually said i was like i'm playing this deck the rest of standard because i found a deck i liked and I wanted to play it. But now it's like Bant Megamorph, Abzan Megamorph. There's like so many versions of the deck that have just changed. And I don't want to play those versions because I know what I like. I know I like easy to digest mana bases. I don't like playing three, four, five color decks. Two colors max. And and I like to play the same deck for a long time. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. We and you haven't talked about this much, Steven. You know, but I've been playing Magic for 20 years. And, um, I quit standard back, I can't even tell you the year, but I quit standard when alliances rotated out because it was the first time a set had rotated out of standard. Hmm. Like ever? Ever. It was the first time they had ever done rotation. It was the first time they'd ever... They, it was like, we have this format, it's now called Standard, we are going to rotate these sets. When I realized that I could no longer play my Yavamaya Ants, which isn't even a good card, but it was a card I liked that was in my deck. Like, when I was like, so I can't play this card anymore? No, I'm not doing it. Like, I was like, no, and I, like, seriously played the same... I, I would make changes to the deck as I wanted to. But I played the same mono green ramp deck unsleeved for like five years. I played that deck because that's what that was fun to me. I was like, I had a deck. I felt like it was my deck. I took ownership of that deck. And I played that deck. And I hated try- that them telling me that I had to change the deck. Now, rotation is something I've obviously gotten over over the years. But what I realized was that this constant evolution is like rotation every week almost. And it's not something that is fun for me. That's one of the coolest things about the game we play is that you can choose to play this game so many different ways. There are some players who only play commander and tiny leaders, you know, and that's something I would you could not pay me to do that. But that's fun for them. You know? And that's cool about this game. That's the coolest thing about this game. Is that there are people who can play Magic. And they are playing the same game that I'm playing. But they're playing it in a way that I would never play it. And it's the only way they play it. And we both still exist in this world. And I think that's a really, really great thing. And that's one of the reasons why this game is going to last 50 years. You know, I mean, this game is going to be around forever because there, it just constantly evolves. If the cards themselves don't evolve, the ways we can play and the, the way it's fun evolves over time, either for people or just, you know, as new formats are created. Now, what I realized about myself 
is that I don't like change. <laughs> I'm a magic player. No, I, but ser- <laughs> no, but seriously though, like I don't like to change my deck. I don't want to have to change my deck. I don't want to have to make my deck three colors in order for it to be competitive. Like I want to be able to play green, white devotion. And I can't because it's not good. Like it's not good. It's not, it's not even like, Oh, I can't because you know, it's rotating. It's just not good anymore. And that was only two weeks ago, you know, or, or whatever. It was like, well, we played in the SCG open in like March, you know? And like, it's like two months later, we've had one set come out and the deck is just unplayable. It's like utterly unplayable. And, and I don't like that. I don't like, I don't, that's not fun for me. So I, I can, I can, I can quit standard. Like I can quit standard without having to quit magic. And I think that's the coolest thing is that I can go, whoa, I don't really need to be playing standard anymore. And just hit a point where you're like, I can just let this go. I don't need to play it anymore. I've got two decks in modern. I love playing. If I want to build another deck in modern, I can build it, and that deck will be a deck in modern in a year. It might be slightly different in a year, but it'll be a deck, unless they ban a key card in the deck. You know. But even look at like Birthing Pod. Mm-hmm. Pod was banned, and and like you know, yeah, the Pod players were furious. But I mean, that deck has kind of just become Green White Company, right? Oh, there's. <laughs> I don't know if you're gonna like the look of uh, modern currently. There's a lot of collected company. Oh yeah, there's this oh, yeah. Uh, like there's this collected company elves like aggro deck that is just taking over right now. Yeah, I saw that. I saw. Yeah. That. <laughs> I saw that list. That's interesting. No, I think that's cool though. I like that. But see, that doesn't invalidate my deck though. No. You know, not at all. You know, I love I love the fact that there's a format where new decks can crop up. And it doesn't mean that every single person has to change their deck. Because that's what happens in Standard. You know, you've got Esper Dragons. Esper Dragons completely change Standard. Like, completely. And for some people, that's a good thing. People don't like Standard to be stale. But for other people who want to play the decks that they want to play, that sucks. Yeah, um... So I've I have been playing standard lately for for completely different reasons. Right, but I right. think I think on your on your point, um, I think it might have just and it mo- it mostly has to do with you just being stubborn and sticking to an archetype that you like. I think you just happened to have found a deck you liked that was just an unfortunate byproduct of like the first few weeks of standard. Like because it seemed like as when Fate Reforged came out, um, there were these ramp decks and they actually worked and they were actually good, but. Uh, they just they just went away for some reason. Like they they were just kind of like a flash in the pan. But there's always been like mono red in the wings. There's always been Abzan aggro. There's always been anything with Siege Rhino in it. And there's always been some sort of blue black based control deck. And for the most part, you've been able to play that if you stuck to those decks. You could have played them any day of the week, any week, day, week in week out so far in the standard format and been fine. Right. But I think it was just for some reason those one or two color ramp decks just kind of fell by the wayside. There's not really monocolored decks. I think that's the problem with the format for you is that with cons, the power level of the multicolored three strategies. Color. Yeah. Three colors or higher strategies is so yeah, high. It is that <laughs> it's hard to compete being a one or two colored deck. If you're not like mono red. Right. And you just go under all the, people that are, you know, playing their tri-lands that into the battlefield tapped. 
Right, right. And so I think that's the problem. I think this is the format that most rewards multicolor formats in like a very long time. And I think that's why you don't like it. Yeah, it is. Well, but it also I think, but but it also has a lot to do with the fact that like standard is a format where you have to just change and change and change, and and I just don't. I'm just I'm just done with it. So yeah, uh, it's not a yeah. bad thing. I've I've just been I've just been cutting down standard just from a yeah because you have to keep up with the metagame because it's like always changing. It is like. Legacy, obviously, like you don't really have to keep up much. Uh, modern, you can just <laughs> look at a few results and like you can get up to speed relatively quickly. Right. From like a long break. Standard's not like that. Standard, you have to see like, okay, well, what happened the week before? Then how do people react to that? Right. And then how are people going to, how do you think people are going to react to the people reacting to the stuff that happened a week before? And then make your decision and tweak your sideboard based on that. And that just requires like a lot of, uh, Time? Yeah, maintenance, I would say. It, it requires a lot of time that I just don't feel like I have as a married man. You know, like, I have lots of time. I have tons of time to play Magic. You know, mm-hmm. I, I have time to play Magic. I have time to talk about Magic. Um, I have time to travel for Magic. Um, but I just don't have time to, like, just be up on, like, standard and, like, all these shifts every day. It's just not how I can digest the game anymore. I mean, it's never really been... Uh, my my best format, and I'd, I'd probably say standard has always been my worst format, honestly. Um, yeah, it's it's just a matter of like keeping up with it, and I guess just with the way the schedule's breaking currently, I've just decided I'm good. <laughs> I've, I'm just concurrently and without discussion with you, decided to take like a a good break from standard, probably until Origins comes out, uh, if not longer, just because we're gonna go to GP Vegas, and that's Modern, Modern Masters Master sealed. sealed. And then GP Dallas is going to be origin sealed. Oh, beautiful. And then GP Oklahoma City is going to be modern. And then the next SCG is also going to be modern. And the next PPTQ season is also going to be modern. So I've kind of been like, uh, Stairs probably going to take a backseat for, for, for an extended yeah. period of time. Unless I get the brewing bug when Origins comes out and start making something. But other than yeah. that. It's limited and modern for me right now. Yeah, and me too. And but see, that's the thing is like we can cut an entire format. We can we can cut out the most popular or at least most played format out of our regimen and still have so much magic to play. Which again, just you know, proves my point of just how awesome and diverse our game is. You know, um, so I think it's really a cool thing because they, yeah, and I actually didn't even realize until we were talking before we recorded that uh, uh, GP Dallas was going to be sealed. I thought it was uh, standard. <laughs> I was like, well, I'll just borrow a deck. I'll probably just like borrow like a Tarka Red and just and just you know show up and smash uh, for that. Because then you don't have to do much meta gaming. You just have to be faster. <laughs> so you know. Um, that's not to say I'll never play standard again, you know, never say never on these things, but I just realized I just don't have to, I don't, I don't have to play it. I mean, I've got decks I love in a format I love and even like, so twin was like the deck I hated the most when it was standard legal. I hated that deck. Mm -hmm. Like like, it used to make, it used to tilt me so bad. Like I'm, I love modern, and it's a format where you're going to play twin almost every other round. 
Like, that says something. And now it's just... But it doesn't feel so ridiculous. Like, it's like, okay, well, I just have to kind of adjust my sideboard and kind of adjust some things. You know, I try I tend to try to uh, skew my sideboards to uh, heavily board against decks I don't like losing to. So, you know, so I just have to like kind of be a little heavier against uh, Twin. Um with my sideboarding, but it's easy to adjust to, you know? Um, I don't know. So anyway, so we've got, wow. What? This is beautiful. This modern deck. I'm sorry. I was like, cause we were talking about like, uh, what the modern metagame looks like. And uh, like last I heard it was all just elves, but I just clicked on one of the recent daily results uh-huh. and there's a three color scred deck. Oh, I've heard about this. <laughs> it was Swans of, uh, you know, Bryn Argol. I don't uh-huh. know how to pronounce that. Yeah, yeah. And uh, a couple Soulfire Grant. It's just crazy. Wow. And it, and it four-owed. That's amazing. That's awesome. I get your snow-covered mountains. That's right. I think I have, like, 20 foil ones, which took forever to wow. get. Wow. Wow. He's, he's impressed. So, anyway, so like we said, you know, so modern and and limited probably for us. Uh, going forward um so i think that means that there might be a pretty dramatic shift in what we're covering over the next six months or so too yeah i mean we'll talk about standard here and there but uh it seems like if that's something that we're both going to be doing then we probably won't be talking about the formats we're not playing as much anymore so uh so there you go so if you come to this podcast to listen to standard stuff the first thing i'd say is why why aren't you just listening to mike and patrick because they're amazing um but also you know hey sorry in advance because we're probably gonna be talking about modern and limited a lot more uh in the, at least in the next six months or so and knowing me when origins comes out i'll be right back in oh you'll be brewing and i love to I, again i love talking to you about that kind of stuff you got anything you want to talk about ever we'll talk about it we, we've, we've had whole episodes about the books. So, uh... Wow. Yeah, because we love the books. Anyway. Um, so moving on. Uh, this weekend, we are playing in an awesome, awesome, awesome tournament. So, Modern Masters 2015 comes out on Friday. I believe that's the date. And Saturday, uh, Common Ground Games is having a Grand Prix trial for Dallas. Slash invitational qualifier and slash it's modern masters sealed so perfect practice for the for the gp in vegas um by the way this is the only time i'm going to say this i'm not going to announce it on twitter if you come up to me at grand prix vegas and you say hi i will give you a set of the life and death worm coil engine tokens while supplies last um i have about a dozen sets left um ain't for everybody so if you're a listener of this show and you want a set of those tokens you gotta listen to this come up to me and you tell me you want a set of those tokens and i got you um as long as i still have them so anyway uh do i qualify you do not. Oh, do you not oh, own any? On. Do you no, not have any? I have them. I'm just hoarding Then no. Then no. Oh. No. It would also be nice if you don't already have some. 
<laughs> because they are they are very limited. Um, so uh, we've got this set, and it's so funny because we were talking about the spoiler uh, two weeks ago. And it was like, oh, well, we're getting a, we're starting to get an idea of what's happening. And then like a couple days later, they were like, hey, here's a full spoiler. Why did they do that? <laughs> do you know? I, I think it's because most of the really cool cards, like, it's just less important this time around. Because, like, the first time when it was the first time they did Modern Masters, it's like, oh, what's going to be in it? What dare they reprint? And now everyone's like, come on, give us the Tarmogoyfs. So Right, like, right. The stuff that they had to, like, you know, quote-unquote spoil is kind of like the, like, Soul Shift was the big spoiler. Because it's like, oh, well, that's one of the mechanics of the set. <laughs> Right. Like, or Leyline of Sanctity is like a big money. Re- you know, there's not anything like that, like is new that people weren't expecting. That's like, you know, that people are excited about the set for. True. Yeah. And also it gives, I think it also gives people a chance to like start looking at the set and strategizing for the Grand Prix since the Grand Prix is right coming right up, you know? Yeah. They don't give you any time to practice. Not really. They are releasing the set a day early. On uh, on Moto, so on people Thursday, can... yeah, so you can practice online. Sky Draft. <laughs> sure, the Southwest Airlines uh, Wi-Fi is going to be up to the challenge. Yeah, or or, or the program. But anyway, oh, God. yeah. <laughs> By our powers combined, you are never playing Magic. Um, yeah. Uh, so we've you. I've been looking at the set. Mm-hmm. I've got some I've got some thoughts. You've been looking at archetypes and stuff like that. I'm not really good at like picking archetypes out of this sort of list. Um, oh, I got it 100% right. You did pretty good. Because I read good. Sam Black's article and it was like one for one. Got all of them right. Nice. Very good. Um, but one thing I have done is I've played with most of these cards, like in mm. limited and in other 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 things. So I, I mean, I've got kind of an idea of how some of this stuff works. Of course, I was when a lot of these cards came out. I was a decidedly worse player than I am now. But uh, yeah, so there's some interesting stuff here. So first of all, I guess we could just talk about the big stuff. So what's in? Um, so you know, money wise, obviously you've got the Eldrazi, you've got Karn. Um, You've got uh, Elish Norn and Iona. Mm-hmm. Why is Iona in here? It, you know, what? that's a good question because that, that doesn't, is that doesn't get played in in modern at all. Like, I mean, no, I mean, like, I don't even care about modern. I'm talking about the set. Like, why, why Iona? Like, I mean, like, of all the things, is there is there any way to reanimate it? No, because <laughs> no? that's, that's how most people get it into play, like in yeah. a yeah format. Um, I think it's just a $20 card that they wanted to reprint, to be honest. <laughs> it's it really... Re- yeah, I don't know how you ramp into it, because it's got three white symbols in it. Yeah, it's the triple white. Like, if it was, like, if it was like nine and it was an Eldrazi, I'd be like, oh, word, yeah, okay. But what? Iona? Would you... I mean, I would never put that card in my deck. That's I don't a think, little strong. I don't think I'd ever put that card in my sealed deck. I mean, even in sealed. I mean, you've got. It just seemed that was the first, the first card I saw that was just kind of glaringly like, "Why are you here?" Um, Leyline of Sanctity is a little like that, and that's only mm-hmm. because it's the only Leyline. So it was very odd 
that they would reprint Leyline of Sanctity only and not the other Ley Lines. I guess the other Ley Lines aren't played. Or, or like, there were two cycles of Ley Lines, yeah. you know? So between the two cycles, I figured you could have had one cycle of Ley Lines printed. I think right? people would have been upset about that. I don't know. Because um, Ley Lines is just expensive. That's all it is. There's only a couple Ley Lines that aren't that good. I mean, like, Ley Line of the Void would be fine. Ley Line of Sanctity is fine. Um, I mean, but for limited, these aren't really the red one's good. The can't gain life one in limited. I'm just saying like Leyline of sanctity isn't good in limited. No, none of them are. I don't think none of them are. So like, I mean, yeah, reprint it to lower its value, but I don't know. It just seemed, it seems odd. It's a $20 card. It is not anymore. It ain't. I'm so <laughs> glad I sold all of mine when I did. Whew. I mean, if you want like. A, number one, America's Most Wanted, what are you doing here from, like, a limited environment context? It's Daybreak Coronet. <laughs> I went through this set, and there's there's one aura that it works with. It's Goblin War Paint. Seriously? That's it. Because the other, you want to know what the other auras are? Arrest uh-huh. and Narcolepsy. Not really a combo with Daybreak Coronet. Weird. Well, you know, um... You could always... I mean, does it doesn't fall off at any point, does it? It does. Oh, it does? Oh, yeah. Oh, I've gotten people with that before. Oh, wow. So <laughs> I was going to say, like, if they arrest something and then you play Daybreak Ornet and then get rid of the arrest somehow? Oh, no. Nope? Oh, my goodness. Nope. This is completely unplayable. Wow. Unless I've... you have... No, there's just... Yeah, there's no way you could ever play this in a limited context, period. Wow, that's so weird. It's really weird some of the cards that they print. I mean, I, I get throwing people a bone on this mm-hmm. kind of stuff, but if you're going to throw people a bone with Daybreak Coronet, wouldn't you at least consider making some kind of, like, enchantment sub-theme? Like, yeah, just throw a Rancor in there or something. Anything! <laughs> yeah. Anything at all! But you got nothing. Like, you, like nothing. That is really unfortunate. Because that's just strange. That makes another rare slot. I mean, like, imagine, like, if your seal pool is, like, Iona, Leyline of Sanctity, Daybreak Coronet. You're like, oh, sweet, I'm in white, unplayables. That's my strategy. <laughs> my yeah. strategy is mono, white, unplayables. Like, that's that's a bummer. Yeah, it's feast or famine with the white, uh, the white rares. That's really weird. <laughs> Jeez, in blue, like, Surakar Spellblade. <laughs> Uh, are you looking at my top "What the f are you doing here?" cards? No, I'm just I'm just independently. Oh yeah, that was like, that complaining. Was like, I don't know what that's doing there. Like that card was bad when it was like first printed, and like you know what? he's a creature type Surakar. Oh yeah, tribal Surakars is going to be a really big thing. Yeah, in this set. so no, but like casual I mean, people playing that. This card wasn't even that good. This is a format where Gutshot is printed. Like, we've got Gutshot in Modern Masters 2015. You want to spend three mana on this thing and then have it Gutshotted? Like, it, it, it has no evasion. It is so bad. It is just the worst. Oh, man. I mean, like, that's one of those cards that, like, you're going to hear people, like, yelling about when they get past it. Huh. Like... Well, I passed a, I passed a Vendillion click, and I get this. It's got the same casting cost. Blah, blah, blah. 
Yeah. Really, really ridiculous. But anyway. I honestly, though, don't have too many complaints about the stuff that they've printed. I mean... It looks sweet. No, yeah, no, the set looks awesome. That stuff's weird. Now, you you had mentioned Comet Storm. Comet Storm is a weird one. Um, I mean, it was one of those cards that, like, when we first saw it, it was like, whoa. But then it was like, wait, what? <laughs> it's not really that good. Um, Seems expensive. It is. It's, it is way too expensive um, for what it does. So, I mean, at least you only have to pay X once. <laughs> So, I mean, basically, if you want to wipe someone's board, they have three, three, threes. You have to pay eight mana. Or seven mana. Each target beyond the first. Hmm. That's not a terrible rate to kill three, three, threes. But, you know, I mean, and, and it scales. I mean, like, if you've really got, like, a, I don't know. It, it can be good. It's fine. You would probably wind up playing it. I mean, um, even at five mana, it's like it's, it's lightning bolt. One five five. <laughs> well, yeah, well, yeah. At at five mana, it's lightning bolt, right? Yeah. That doesn't seem amazing to me. No. I don't, I, I don't want my card like. It's not until you get to like seven mana where it's really you're really getting value out of it, and it is an instant. That is something mm. to 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 keep in mind. Uh, we had a big discussion about this when this card first came out, actually. When they first spoiled this card, Joey and I, talking on the show a thousand years ago. Um, and actually, Patrick Chapin like, went through all the different uh, cards that, um, that did this sort of thing at instant speed. There weren't a lot of them, and there still kind of aren't. Um, it's okay. It's not the best. It's, it, it, it sucks to be in a mythic slot, but, um, but yeah. Now, you know... Um, something I noticed that I think is really weird, and, and now I might I might be missing something here, but so we got Splinter Twin, that's sweet. Mm-hmm. We got Kiki Jiki, that's sweet. We didn't get any of the creatures that enable those, did we? No, like, I just didn't... assumed they were in the set. Yeah, I just assumed <laughs> that like because like my brain doesn't like I don't know I wasn't looking at the commons, but. I figure we at least get a Pester might reprint, uh, especially with a Vendillion click already getting reprinted, or like, um, or like uh, Village Bell Ringer, you know, like something that something that allows you to do the combo. The combo just doesn't exist in the set. It's kind of a bummer. <laughs> you've got you've got both combo enablers, but no combo. <laughs> it's kind of ridiculous. Now maybe I'm missing something. Maybe I'm just over like this, there's something some card that does something similar that I'm not seeing. Uh, you have Aether Snipe at common. What does that do? When it, it enters the battlefield, return target non-land permanent to its owner's hand, and it costs six. I don't know. I'm trying to see like what the enters the battlefield like common creatures are. There's not many. There's Fairy Mechanist. Right, but it doesn't do the infinite combo. No, that's what I'm saying. No, no, there will be. Combo. That's what I, I really thought that it would be in here somewhere. I mean, yeah, you've got a couple. You've got tricks you can do with it, sure. You know, you've got ETB triggers that you can, uh, you know, get incremental value out of it, sure. But I was just very surprised to like this is Modern Masters 2015, and like Twin is like one of the most dominant decks in Modern in 2015. You'd figure the combo would be in the set. I just assumed it would be. 
Yeah, I, 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 I assumed it was. I wasn't aware of this. I've looked at the entire spoiler, and that did not occur to me. Yeah, it's not there. It doesn't. It's not there, man. Does it work with Graft? I've never played with Graft. I'm not quite sure how that works. Graft? Um, so I wasn't... enters the battlefield with the counters, and then whenever another creature enters... Uh, okay, now you can't like, <laughs> nope. move stuff. Nope. Uh, <laughs> hmm. I know. <laughs> you got Mole Drifter at Uncommon. That's pretty fun. Yeah, oh yeah. No, there's a lot of cool things you can do, but you just can't do the combo. It just seems so odd to me. And I guess it, it's not limited to red. It's just basically anything with... Because... I mean, it's not limited to blue. Because there's no blue. I'm, I'm, I don't know why I'm stuck on blue. Because I just I don't assumed know. that the, the blue combo creatures were in here. So I, was just, I had the blue page open. Because no, you've these... got like you've got like the spell skite to stop the combo, <laughs> but you don't have the combo. Where's the combo, man? It's ridiculous. There's not like any other red cards that really combo though. Well, it would be red with something else, you know. It's yeah, just, it's, just, it's just so weird. Um, Spite now... bellows. That's not good. <laughs> So, uh, just another thing that I wanted to point out, and then I'm sure you've got some stuff you want to talk about, but uh, I just wanted to point out that, uh, obviously, we got Eye of Ugin, and we got Eldrazi Temple. Now, I didn't notice this when I was first looking at this. Eldrazi Temple is uncommon. Nice. So, you're going to see these things. Like, like I feel like those Eldrazi, I mean, because you've got... Um, I mean, yeah, of course, the mythic Eldrazi are kind of a, a crapshoot, you know. But you've got Artisan at Uncommon, and you've got Crusher at Common, you know. Like, that's a very real possibility that you can ramp into those. And I do feel like the, the ramp is pretty good. Like, I feel like there's a healthy dose of ramp in the set. I mean, you've got rampant growth, obviously. You've got... um. The uh, expedition map, which isn't ramp, but it lets you search up those temples, which are uncommon. Yeah. You know? I mean, um, you've got Nest Invader and the... Um... You've got the, the, the Eldrazi spawn. Mm -hmm. You've got Cathodian. Um, the what? Cathodian. When it dies, add three colors to your mana pool. It's a 3-3 three, three for three. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, you've got that. Um, you've got... Um, uh, Wayfarer's Bauble, which actually is rampant growth on a stick. I mean, not on a stick because it sacrifices, but it, you know, it actually puts the card on the battlefield. So it is actually ramp. It's not just, hmm. you know, land selection like most of the things we see. You've also got Sphere of the Suns, which is which is artifact ramp. Um, you've got the uh, Everflowing Chalice, which is like one of the best ramp spells you can have in a in a deck with Eldrazi. Um, you know, there's a lot of ways to really, like, ramp. And I feel like Sealed, especially, I mean, I, I actually feel like um, drafting a deck that can ramp real well is a very real possibility uh, with with the Temple at Uncommon, especially if you can snag one of those, you know, real good Eldrazi's uh, in a draft. Um, but I feel like, especially in Sealed, like... You'll be able to really go deep, and especially like, oh man, like Wolfbriar Elemental. Wolfbriar Elemental is one of my favorite cards in the <laughs> set, <laughs> honestly. Um, even I, though it wouldn't really work with Everflowing Chalice, but uh, 
Have you ever played that card before? No, but I just saw it. I I, I put that as one of my the ten best cards in the set. Did just, you? I yeah, it I looks just nakedly powerful. Yeah, I didn't look at your list, but uh, yeah, it never really uh, it never really worked out in standard. I think I did try it, um, but uh, but yeah, oh, it's just so good. I mean, a four 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 is great. Every green you add, you get a two two wolf. I mean, oh, it's fantastic. Such a good card. Um, I didn't realize it was in the set until I was like looking recently. And then you've got like overwhelm and overwhelming stampede in the set, you know? So you've got lots of ways to pump your team. Um, ant uh, queen, ant queen is another one. That's just super awesome. With, with overwhelming stampede. Can you convoke your Eldrazi spawn and then sack it? Um, I think so. I don't know. That's a really good question. We need to call a judge on that. Your creatures can help cast this spell. I love the way this is worded <laughs> now. Each creature you tap while casting pays for one or one mana of that creature's color. So I think that while you're casting, it's all a step. So I think you could, in theory, tap them and sacrifice them all in one motion. Hmm. I think that's one we definitely have to ask a judge uh, or a listener who wants to tweet at us and, and give us the answer. But um, I would like to say yes, and I am, but I don't know if I'm correct. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, so it really does seem like ramp is a thing that you can do in this set, like pretty reliably with the number of things that are available at, um, you know, non rare. Uh, pretty excited to see that, like seeing the temple, I was like, all oh, these Eldrazi, oh, yeah, right. You know, like, what a, what a, you know, Emerald, like, you're really going to cast an Emrakul in, in Sealed. That's still going to be pretty hard. It's still going to be pretty hard. But the fact that you've got Temples, and you've got Chalice, and you've got all these different things, I, I could see it being a possibility. You'd have to really build your deck around it, but I think that... If there is a card worth building your deck around, it's Emrakul. And you've got lots of good stuff on the way there, too, you know? Gosh, I don't know. That's a good question. I don't know if Emrakul's playable, especially in Sealed. I don't think it is. I mean, it's here, but, like, you're not going to play it in Draft. Why not? I mean, are you? Are you? Are you really going to draft an Eldrazi deck? Like... Oh, I think that's more likely. Really? Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. I mean, because you're just going to lose to one of the aggro decks. You're going to do like I do every time I play draft. Oh, no. You got all those. You're going to go, oh, sweet. I can get to 15. I got this. And then it's like, oh, yeah, turn one random creature. Turn two other random creature. They just beat you. I mean, it's unlikely, but the fact that your ramp strategy produces Eldrazi spawn that can, like, chump block along the way. Although they can't ramp. Wait a sec. Yep. That's Um, right. Maybe Kozilek is more realistic. <laughs> oh, man. I actually... Was it Kozilek? No, actually, Ulamog. And that was all uh, all Mike, too. I was playing um, uh, the Super Friends uh, in Standard years ago. Like, the Super Friends control, the blue, white, red, white, and blue. Um, but we... Uh, at Mike's suggestion, I had Ulamog in there as a mirror breaker because uh, this is when Jace was standard legal. So uh, you could just play an Ulamog, can't be countered. You just blow up their Jace. 
That was so good. <laughs> <But> anyway. <laughs> um. So yeah, so 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 I, that's just kind of some thoughts on on the set in general, like just things that I've been looking at. Um, now you've been talking about the archetypes, so like just kind of run down quickly, like what are the archetypes in uh, in the set? All right, yeah, I'll just run them down really quick. Uh, so white blue is, I guess, artifact slash affinity slash metalcraft. Uh huh. Um, because only white and blue creatures have metalcraft in the set. And the only colored artifact creatures uh, from the Alara block are the blue-white ones. Mm-hmm. And then they also have uh, Spellskite and Blinding Soul Eater. And those are both just... They're still like Phyrexian activation, but they're white and blue. Uh, so th- that's, it, that's the artifact color pair. Um, it doesn't seem like something you should try to do in Sealed, though. Because <laughs> Metalcraft seems really hard to do. Like to o- randomly open enough artifacts to enable that but i you know i'd have to like actually look at some sealed pools and see white black is the spirits soul shift deck yeah we talked about soul shift previously Hmm. um this is kind of cool so like in the in the past set it was white black was the rebels deck which was my favorite archetype in modern masters and that was just like super it could be it could be aggro but it was mostly like just grindy value deck and Mm -hmm. That's pretty much what Soul Shift is, just not as good, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I, I'm not crazy about it. Um, yeah, I'm, I, yeah, I'm, I'm not looking forward to it. I, I still don't think it's great, but, uh, but it is in the set. <laughs> I, I, I think it's good. It's just not as like it recurs stuff back to your hand, from your graveyard to your hand, and not, and like it has to be in the right order. Whereas yeah. Rebels is just like tutor up another Rebel. And then tutor up, a, like basically a pacifism, mm-hmm. and uh, and just and cheat out onto the battlefield like that's at instant speed. Um, <laughs> I mean that was just like a super powerful mechanic, and yeah, I, I don't think this is going to be as good as White Black Rebels, but uh, it's interesting. Also, keep in mind any there's there's much less of a shapeshifter theme, but those count. So you can soul shift back a nameless inversion. Yes. Keep that in mind, which is pretty yes. sweet. Um, white green is uh tokens deck. It looks like it's like you make tokens and then you pump them. Like you, you, you make your team bigger for value. Um, like the, I mean, the obvious uh, clue to that is they have sigil blessing, which is white green instant. What is it? Give target creature plus three plus three and other creatures you control get plus one plus one. Right. Right. And then there's just a ton of token makers in green and white. Uh, this looks really good. Uh, I'm, I'm a big fan of this deck, or this archetype as it appears currently. And uh, there's a little two-card combo if you can uh, pull it off. If you happen to open a uh, Precursor Golem. If you precursor s- Golem and Sigil Sid- Blessing? Yeah, Sigil Blessing plus Precursor Golem. Oh, because it copies yeah, it, it copies for all it. the other... <laughs> yeah, so it's like... There was a lot of cool stuff you could do with, uh, with the Precursor Golem yeah. uh, back in the day. But that's 24 damage, instant speed. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. So keep that one in mind should you open up that little combo. Uh, and then they lightning bolt in response. And they lightning bolt in response, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Yeah, that was that was the story of the Precursor Golem back when it was standard legal. <laughs> it was like, all right, this would be cool if it didn't just die. Because, <laughs> like, I forget which. I mean, there was always something. Like, uh, what was it, go for the throat? 
Mm-hmm. That's the one that's not. Or is that non-artifact creature? That's non-artifact. Oh, okay. There was something that was just non-black creature. Doomblade. Doomblade. That's right. Doomblade. Thank you. Doomblade. That was yeah. The dawn of the Doomblade. Because we were living in a terror world for a very long time, and then Doomblade came along, and then Precursor Golem came along, and it was like, oh well, well. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for that. Thanks uh, for printing these two at the same time, you jerks. So they also have like a partial cycle in this. There's uh, there's Demir Guild Mage, and then there's also Selesnya Guild Mage. Those are the only two original Guild Mages in this huh. set. Yeah. But I mean, I obviously goes perfect in. It, it does exactly what I think the archetype does. You know, for three and a green, make a one one. Sapperling token for three and a white. All your creatures get plus one, plus one. So you're you're making creatures and you're pumping them up. Uh, and also Wiltleaf Leech is back, which is a surprisingly expensive card. Um, let's see. White red is the... It, this one's kind of weird. It looks like it's just double strike slash equipment aggro. So, <laughs> so it has like uh, core duelist and uh, a few of the other white creatures that are like uh, like Sunspear Shikari, as long as it's uh, equipped, it has First Strike and Lifelink. So the white, cre- the white cards just have, you know, equipment matters, and then the red cards have, if you can permanently pump this creature's power, it gets just a whole lot better. Uh, so they have the... Um, oh, God, what is that goblin called? The Bloodshot Trainee. Mm-hmm. Which is three and a red for a two three, and it can tap to deal four damage to target creature, which seems sweet, but you can only activate the ability if its power is four or greater. So that's you know, telling you to put equipment on it. Uh, Spike shot elder, one red red, it deals damage equal to its power to target creature or player, um, but it's a one one. <laughs> so, yeah. uh, and then they both have like uh, red and white have just double strike creatures. The problem is that there's not that many equipment cards in the set. Uh, they tried to get around it a little bit uh, by printing some of the living weapon cards, like uh, Mortar Pod. And... and that's a sweet one because it gives you plus O plus one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's they, yeah, you get extra toughness. toughness. Yeah, uh, that's what I was actually just looking for. Was okay, great. We've got Mortar Pod. Where's Basilisk Collar? No Basilisk. <laughs> no, 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 no. That Come, would on! Be Come on! Come uh, on! Yeah, let us live a little. <laughs> Where are we at with the? Come on, man. Nah, uh, you got sickle slicer. Do we even and... have any death touch creatures up in here? Um, there's actually not that many, I don't think. What are you gonna do with mortar pod? Why is mortar pod in the set then? Oh, there... it's for your token strategies. Oh yeah, I guess. Yeah, you're right. You just you just pop it off. Yeah, you're right. Okay, fine. <laughs> I just wanna I just wanna kill things. Like I just wanna completely kill things. Yeah, and then where there's my, uh, Death Touch creatures at? Sun Forger. That's a pretty cool card. Oh, that's a really good card. And it's red and white. And it's an equipment. Mm-hmm. So that gives yep. a hint of what uh, red white wants to do. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, there's like eight equipment, I think. And most of them aren't amazing. Uh, yeah. Blue, black. I'm not really sure what this is. This one's like kind of like proliferate, I think. So mm-hmm. there's like not a ton of synergies. It seems like they both have. Well, you've got the Wither. Oh, Wither plus per... Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it is. Because I cause remember I was like... I was thinking, well, you know, they don't really have... Uh, I was like, I don't think it's likely they'll pr- reprint much of the proliferate stuff because we're not going to have Infect. And I just wasn't thinking about minus one, minus one, or plus one, plus one counters. Because you've got Graft mm. that you can use with uh, with proliferate. 
You've got um, oh, that's cool. Yeah, you've got uh, wither that you can use with proliferate. So yeah, there's a lot of ways that uh, that you can actually use uh, the proliferate uh, in the set. Well, there's also Karn liberated. <clears throat> there is Karn, so you can add to you know counter to him. Yeah, yeah, and you, or ever flowing chalice. Ooh. Um, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, man. Hell that's yeah. That's cool. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot. Of, there's a lot of cool things in the set that uh, that proliferate could do, or sunburst. Huh. You don't even have to have all the colors. You just add, you just get you know a counter on it, and then you can start adding counters through proliferate. Uh, this is all cool. I'm on board. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because then you can cheat the sunburst a little bit, so you don't have to play bad mana um, to uh, to actually get real good value out of your sunburst cards. Oh God! Speaking of cards that are not good and limited, surgical extraction. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> no, but you know what though, like. Maybe game one you saw an Eldrazi. Game two you still can't beat an Eldrazi. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, well, there's no eh. discard spells. Yeah. Oh yeah, you're right. Ah, it's really tough. Yeah. That's yeah. Your one hope. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Never mind. Ah. Yeah. So blue black though, I don't know what the strategy for just blue black is. I guess wither, wither proliferate. That's kind of. That's something. That's cool. That's actually cool. I like proliferate. I just like proliferate. That's just cool. And a set with like a ton of different ways to make a ton of different types of counters. You know which card I love in black? And it's a card that I, I wanted to, to make work so bad when it was standard legal. Necroskitter. My God, what a cool card. <laughs> uh, for those of you who don't know, it's a 1-4 for a 2 black and 1. It's an elemental. It has wither. Whenever a creature an opponent controls with a minus one, minus one counter on it dies, you may return that card to the battlefield under your control. Oh, that's good. So good. There's lots of, I mean, like, and Wither plus Proliferate plus Necroskitter. Well, you just get the Midnight Banshee Necroskitter combo going and yeah, you're all on board. Yeah, you do. Would you first? Would you first pick an inexorable tide? Three blue, Ew. blue enchantment. Whenever you cast a spell, proliferate. No. No. No, that card is terrible. <laughs> no. That card is so bad. But then you go all in on the graph deck. You go all in on a crappy card. I would not first pick that. That card will wheel. <laughs> like that card. You think so. Yeah, if you look, if your first seven picks are proliferate or wither, when that card wheels back to you, and it will, you pick it then. Hmm. Card is crap. That card is a five mana enchantment that does nothing unless you are on theme. Well, I'm all about synergies when I'm drafting, so. Well, then you get those wither cards to make sure that you're not just wasting a pick on the inexorable tide. All right, fine. Yeah. Uh, so blue green is, it looks like just graft is their, uh, their theme. So that could be cool. Could be. Could uh, be. Graft. I just, is something I've never played with. So I just have no idea how it plays. Yeah. Out. I, I, I don't think I really played with it either. Um, because I was playing super casual when, when the original Ravnica came out. Um, so I really didn't have much experience playing that. I think, I don't remember what deck I was on then. I'd probably be embarrassed if I did know. Um, I really liked Evolve, like back in a Re Return to Ravnica block. Yeah. Kind of yeah. similar to that. 
a little bit, but make sure that you check that wording. You know what I mean? Like, make sure you play it right. Okay. Because it's it is different. It's a similar kind of strategy, but um, instead of your creatures growing, your creatures are shrinking. Well, they're just transferring their power to someone else. That's what I mean. But it's like the creature with the ability is getting smaller instead of getting bigger. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but you then know? you just proliferate it back and you're good. Yes, you can. You can indeed do that. See? Cool. Yeah. Blue red is. I think this is the weakest like synergy deck there is, but it's elementals. That's it. I think it's. I think it's great. I, I don't really see a ton of the synergy. Oh man, Soul Stoke, Soul Incandescent Soul Stoke was such a good card. Well, apparently you can play uh, Smoke Braider on turn two, and then on turn three you can play two Soul Bright Flamekins, and then on turn four you can play uh, Kozilek. And those are, those are all commons, except for Kozilek. There you go. And they're all not really good on their own individually. <laughs> so good luck with that one. Um, there's also some, some like, uh, elementals, like, in black, which is kind of weird. Um, but, yeah. Uh, like, a lot of these themes, like, a lot of these, like, uh, archetypes you can kind of mix and match. And I think especially for Sealed, those are the archetypes you're going to want, the ones that can actually, like work with other like other archetypes kind of like proliferate can like work with a whole bunch of other stuff other than just blue black yeah uh whereas <laughs> the stuff that's super narrow like metalcraft that's not where you want to be at in sealed i feel like i really want to give the um the sunburst deck a try mm. if it, it feels like you've got the means and like you've got a lot of cards that uh that can really be good with it. Like the, what was the one red card that, uh, the world heart Phoenix, that's an uncommon, mm -hmm. you know, um, it just seems like there's lots of stuff that, uh, that could benefit from that. I feel, it seems like they've really set it up so that you could play five color etched monstrosity. Yeah. But it's like, isn't that like it? You know, good. It's not mythic. No, it was a mythic. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was originally printed at Mythic. Hmm. I mean, that's um, just a good card. That's a 5-5 five, five for 5. Yeah. And, it, yeah, you pay 5 mana and make it bigger so that you can draw 3 cards. It's not a bad payoff. <laughs> Ooh, Sphere of the yeah. Suns. That's a good one. Yep. Alloy. Uh -huh. Okay, there's some. All right. All yeah, right. There's a, there's a lot of. There's a lot of. I mean, and then the lands are very friendly. Oh, you yeah. Know? The lands are super friendly, and um, unfortunately, at uncommon, but still, they're there. And evolving wilds is there too to help along the way. Um, All right, there's, there's three, a lot of good three three more archetypes. Okay. Black green. Uh, you make tokens and then you sack them for value, and I think this is my favorite color combination for sealed. It just seems like it has the most best cards. But yeah, it's it's similar to the yeah. Green, white, you're making tokens, you're pumping them for value. This time you're, you're sacking them for value. So that's why it has Blood Throne Vampire, which just seemed like a weird mm. inclusion. Um, bone Splinters, there's a bunch of them where, yeah, you sack, uh, there's, a, there's an artifact too. Uh, Culling Days. Is that what it's called? Yes, it is. I'm not seeing it anywhere. Oh, there it is. 
I've never played with these cards and don't know what the art looks like. Mm. I don't read. Culling Days, yeah, that one seems pretty sweet. And also uh, works with Proliferate, I guess. Ha! <laughs> yeah, it does. Um, but I just like I like a lot of the rares and a lot of the commons in both black and green. And I think you're not going to go wrong in sealed where you don't like a lot of the cards are just individually powerful. Uh, mm-hmm. So this is probably <laughs> without playing a game. My uh, the the archetype I, archetype I think is the most powerful for sealed. Okay. Uh, let's see two more black red that just looks like aggro bloodthirst. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like Zendikar Limited. Um, <laughs> yeah, just deal, deal damage, deal it fast. That's about it. Uh, you got Vampire Lacerator as a common. Um, no Goblin Guide. No Goblin Guide, although it would fit right in. I assume... Very yeah. surprised. I'm very... I mean, I guess... Yeah, I mean, I guess Battle for Zendikar is probably where it'll be. Mm-hmm. At Mythic. Yeah, you've got Gutshot, Goblin, Fire Slinger, and then a whole mess of Bloodthirst cards. Mm-hmm. And then the last archetype, which is just my favorite for like what they did, <laughs> is Red Green Domain Five Color Ramp. There you go, Five Color. Yeah, so this seems like so they actually have like those basic land cycling cards again, but only in red and green. Huh. And they only have those, you know. Five color payoff cards in. I think it's mostly red, actually, which is kind of weird. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I like this. this. Is the kind. This is probably the archetype that you're gonna back into the most. Where it's like, oh, I don't know what to pick. I'll just, I'll just pick up all the. Like, I guess if you like do like a thought experiment draft where you just tell yourself, I'm gonna draft every single uh, Carew bounce land that I see. Like, this is what you're gonna end up in. <laughs> And, I mean, those are pretty good and limited. I don't know how good they'll be in this limited, but from what I've heard and what I've read, those were the really good cards in uh, original Ravnica draft. Yeah. Uh, just because of, yeah, they save you basically a land slot, essentially. Mm-hmm. Uh, where if you have, like, yeah, two, was it, like a two-land hand, then you, you have three lands, technically. Yeah. That I don't know how that'll play in Sealed. It'll all depend on the fixing you open. So, is there anything we're surprised isn't in the set? Other than, you know, some of the key cards that would make certain other cards playable? Sure. I mean, people have talked about... Uh, well, Ink Moth Nexus isn't a surprise. Once there's not in fact, we've already talked about that, you know. Right. Uh, Goblin Guide's probably A number one. What we haven't talked about yet, though... What? ...is uh, my estimation from last week that, uh, that Ink Moth Nexus would be a $30 card by the end of the year uh, thanks to the lack of a reprint mm-hmm. in um, in this set. Uh, it is currently at $25 and sold completely out on StarCityGames.com. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we were sitting there. It was at 13 Did nothing. That's how smart we are. Yep. Well, um, certain, there are some people who believe that, you know, once the hype dies down, it will uh, come back to Earth. But I don't think so. I heard one kind of interesting theory that they're going to have another modern event deck and it's going to be Infect. That could be interesting. And if they do that, then yes. And then so you get to reprint Might of Old Crosa, which is like a $5 uncommon. Yep. Um, But actually, that's about it. Actually, that would not be a very money 
deck. There's not really a lot of like super high value cards in there. Well, you know they'd only put two Ink Moth Nexuses in it anyway. So. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> At the most. Uh, the other one was Inquisition of Kozilek. Um, that's a little surprising. But people think that might also be in Battle for Zendikar. Well, you know what's interesting is that um, did they announce the third one yet? They didn't. But there, uh, this summer, the uh, the F and M promos are really sweet modern staples. Yep. So uh, and they are uh, also cards absent from Modern Masters 2015. So uh, Path to Exile is one. Mm-hmm. Um, little surprise to not see a reprint on that, just because it was a premier removal spell in the first set and. Seems like White didn't really get one this time around. Uh, they did. What did they get? What? Dispatch. Well, Dispatch is good if you're in Metalcraft. Yeah. I mean, here's one thing. You can't accuse Watsy of underprinting Path to Exile. True. No, it's true. I'm just kind of surprised to not see at least something. Is Condemn in there or anything? Like, I mean, you just don't really have, like, you've got, you've got Lightning Bolt. You know what I mean? Lightning Bolt. I mean, you've got Sunlance. You got Arrest. I would say Sunlance is a bit of a downgrade from Path to Exile. Slight. You've got Oblivion Ring, too. But these are all pretty expensive. Um, I mean, you got Vapor Snag in blue. Um, I'm just kind of curious which removal spells you've got in each color. Nameless Inversion is decent, at least, to, you know... One in a black. Um, Bolt and red. It just is not really a, a, a low mana removal spell in uh, in white. Even in, you know, there's not one in green. You don't expect one in green, though, you know? Mm. Um, yeah, the, the other cards, uh, like, I guess the other, like, so I basically just did a search on TCG Player for the most expensive modern cards. Uh-huh. So I just, everything that's modern legal, and then just sort by value. And so the, the, other, the other really high-value ones were Linvala, although that's not seeing any play right now. And the only reason it's $26 is because it used to be $40 when Pod was a thing. Yeah. Uh, so I could see, like, not printing that because that's not really necessary. Uh, Serum Visions isn't in, but we've already found out that that's an F&M promo. Yeah, um, yeah. Linvala, or I just said Linvala. Escape Shift, which I did not realize was more than $20. Huh. But that's another rare where it's like, I don't know what that does in a limited format. Right, right. More than Daybreak Coronet. That's true. It's actually playable. Like, you could actually right. cast it if you wanted to. You could, like... Right. I guess if you could do... You could do the math. Like, if you had, like, eight lands out or nine lands out, you could completely thin your deck out such that you wouldn't draw any more lands and fix your mana. Mm-hmm. So, that's probably worth a rare. No. Um, Damnation... Damnation, yeah, that's one that I'm probably the one card that I'm kind of like, oh, wanted to see a Damnation reprint. I wanted to see, nice. even though this doesn't see any play in modern, but doubling season would just be amazing with all the the token strategies and the proliferation. Yeah. I think it'd probably be too good. Well, it's a mythic though. Let's lift the dream. I want to proliferate. <laughs> oh my god, that'd be so good. Um, <laughs> Uh, Phyrexian Obliterator, although no one's actually playing that, and I don't know why that's so expensive. And then, uh, Azusa. 
Oh yeah. Which would have been perfect for the uh, the red green ramp deck. Uh huh. Yeah, Azusa. Maybe Azusa might have been too strong. Could have been. Uh, I made a rare. There's some really good rares in this set. And I made there a, are. I, I made a top ten list of, of rares, but uh, and then there's one more. I think this is all just this. This has to be commander play, right? Crucible of Worlds is a thirty dollar yeah. card. Without a doubt, yeah, it's a commander. It's an absolute commander staple. I mean, that plus strip mine plus wasteland. Okay. Yeah, it's just like one of those like real complete... fun loving crowd there, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that those are the big ones. So, I mean, for the most part, like, I, I, I think they did a really good job. Like, if you look for modern cards that are, like, more than, like, $10 that see a lot of play, they're, they're basically in the set. So, yeah. as much as we like to complain, still, oh, yeah. why did you print Daybreak Cornet in the set? This is stupid. Well, I'm glad they printed it to, to bring its value down to reasonability. Yeah. But it's just ridiculous that it's in the set and there's not any way to use it yeah it's kind of stupid someone was talking about how it really should have just been theros yeah if you wanted to just get a reprint out there just just yeah oh god it would have been good in theros yeah i mean I, I'm, I'm really happy with the set i'm looking forward to this uh this saturday is going to be a lot of fun mm-hmm. don't you dare go to houston <laughs> there are other days to go to houston don't go to houston oh I'm going Don't to I'm it. going to a, a tournament of my own. It's the Western Conference Finals. Don't do it. Don't do it. You need practice, son. I'm gonna you need practice. I'm gonna watch those first two games, and when Golden State blows Houston out of the water, I'll make an excuse not to go. All right, now Joe, you sit you sit down. You're opening up a pack. What's the one card you want to open? The one card. I mean, that's a hard thing to say. I mean, the easy answer there is Tarmogoyf, right? I mean, just for value. Okay, fine. Say so you have to give these back. These cards aren't yours. Um, I don't know. I mean, because uh, one card? I mean, jeez. Bombiest Bomb, limited in the set. Bombiest Bomb and limited? For me, uh, consistency-wise, I might have to go with Primeval Titan. You think so? Yeah, it's so good. That was not that was it's in my top ten. It's not even in my top three or four, I don't think. Oh wow, I, mean, I had him ranked you, seven. I well, think you put me on the wrong. spot. Yeah, but like, but like, I mean, I think, like, honestly, like a bitter blossom would make me very happy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, because that's a really consistent card, and it's easy to cast, and uh, and uh, you're probably gonna win the game if you stick it uh, early enough. Um, and the same with Primeval Titan. I mean, Primeval Titan, like I said, there's a lot of ways to ramp. Once you hit that Primeval Titan, um, you know, you can really just start going out, getting out of control. Um, I don't know. That's just, I mean, I, I love Primeval Titan too. So that's kind of, uh, you know, one of those things that's like guilty pleasure sort of thing. Yeah, I was debating between Bitter Blossom Elish Norn or Karn, and I wasn't sure which one was right. Yeah, Elish Norn is is pretty uh, pretty strong. It just um, seems like a win on the spot card. Yeah, but it doesn't really. Although you could die without casting it very easily. Yeah, and same with Karn for that matter. Mm-hmm. 
But Bitter yeah. Blossom, you just stick bitter, that and you're good to go. Yeah, I think Bitter Blossom's probably my my real answer. I just love Primeval Titan. I I mean, it's obviously be super pumped to see a Goyf, but like, <laughs> I just I just love Bitter uh, Primeval Titan. Just think it's such a such a fun card to play. Even if it's not like you know, doesn't have that Valakut or anything like that. Yeah, it's not like so like sealed. Like I love taking Primeval Titan because I, I like to draft the ramp archetype in sealed or not sealed cube. But there's a lot of really good lands in cube. Whereas, I don't know. I, I don't know if you really need to go and fetch up your Eldrazi temple <laughs> in this format. Man, Guile is in this. Yeah, I saw that. What do you? Yeah, man. It's interesting. Huh? There's not that many like counter spells though. I don't know, dude. I, I I feel like opening that card would be a Sonic bust. Wow. Yep. I mean, <laughs> for effort, I can give you a high score. <laughs> but uh, I know you were saying that it might be really hard to actually make the Metalcraft strategies work mm-hmm. in uh, in limited. In sealed. In sealed. No, in sealed. I think I actually disagree with that. Really? Um. Yeah, because there are certain. I mean, okay, a, a metalcraft deck. No, you're not going to get that. But um, let's say you got something like a mirror smith. Mm-hmm. You know, mirror smith makes artifacts. Mm-hmm. I don't know how many other artifact generating cards there are in the in the uh, set. I haven't really paid too much attention. Unfortunately, Eldrazi spawn are colorless. Yeah, and not artifacts. Also, that would be really useful if they were. And your and your germs from the equipments are black creatures and not artifacts. That's unfortunate too. Um, but Mearsmith only makes the artifact creatures when you cast an artifact. When spell. you cast an artifact, yeah, I know. But but I I feel like something like Argent Sphinx. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean. That's just a good Three, card, though. It's just a good card, you know? And, and I feel like you could kind of have that thing going on. And then, you know, I, I feel like a lot of the cards that they printed, only with the exception of, like, Mox Opal, just get better when Metalcraft is active, you know? Like, um, what's the other one? Uh, Indomitable Archangel. It's a great card. Yeah, I mean, that's just a fantastic card. It, and right. you can just ignore everything else printed on it. Right. So I feel like you might hit Metalcraft. I mean, like, because you got Court Homunculus at Common, mm-hmm. and that's a white card, but it's also an artifact. You know, you've got the Fairy Mechanist, which is also at Common, also an artifact. There's there's a lot of artifacts that are playable on their own that when you hit Metalcraft, it just gets better. So, like, yeah, would you build a dedicated Metalcraft deck? No, probably not. But I think you could hit Metalcraft a dec- at least a decent number of times in Sealed. Well, 13.6% of the cards in the set are artifacts. So there you go. That's not a terrible rate. That's really not. So what, you open six packs of 15 cards apiece. So you should get, well, you should get like 12 artifacts on average. 
Huh. Hit, hit that hit that seal pool a couple more times and count the artifacts. Oh yeah, I forgot you could do that. Yeah, hit that thing a couple more times. Oh, and that's not counting court homunculus. That's colored. So no, there's actually more than more than that. So one, two, fourteen. In your pool? Yeah. Not bad. That's not bad at all, actually. And you've got Darksteel Citadel. You've got Blink Moth Nexus. Don't forget those. Um, I did forget those. Yeah. So actually, it's much higher. It's like 15% of the, the, the set. Yeah. So I think I think it's fine. Okay, this one has 15 in it. Yeah, there you go. All right. This could, this could oh, The problem is, though, is you're not going to play every single... Not every single one. Artifact you open. Not everyone, but there's enough good ones. I think I think it's more doable in sealed than you're thinking. I'm not saying that it's the best or that 17. it's like seventeen. Seventeen. Oh, I'm sorry, eighteen. Eighteen in this pool. Wow. All right. You know what? I'm coming around. All right. I was I was doing the math on normal sets. I see. This has more than than normal. I would say. Well, you know, they got to make that that theme work, you know. It's just like just like they're going to make their uh their uh, you know, their Boggles sub deck work, their theme, their their Daybreak Coronet deck work. <laughs> Someone had something like um there was there's there's a semi combo that could, you could get to work in blue white uh using narcolepsy plus uh Vigian Graft Mage. Because one in a blue, untapped target creature with a plus one, plus one counter on it. So you could untap it and then and then swing with your uh, Daybreak Cornet. <laughs> That's a real stretch. Mm-hmm. So you'd have to... So you'd have to... Wow. Wow, well, I guess, you know what? Uh, yeah, I mean, if you already no, had stop, those... I'm joke. Stop. No, no, hold on, this. though. Hold on, though. Hold on. Listen to me, though. <laughs> Hear me out. Okay? Why? Vigian Graft Mage, you'd play. You'd play it. It's good. It's all right. Right? You'd probably play it if you're playing blue. Mm -hmm. If you're playing blue-white and you open a Daybreak Cornet, it does not go in your deck. Mm -mm. However, you play against an opponent and they've got Narcolepsy and you've already got that Graft Mage in your deck, you might side it in. I mean, really. No, you'd absolutely not, dude. Why would you not side it in? Because <laughs> it has one target. <laughs> What if they have multiple narcolepsies? Fine. If I saw six narcolepsies from my opponent. <laughs> and six. I also had four Vigian Graph Mages. <laughs> then I would consider it. All right. All right. Ooh, Thrumming Bird's in the set. Yeah. Oh, man. That and Graft. Proliferate every turn. Now ah, you're speaking my language. Oh. I was looking at the algae, the... Algigarial, yeah. Yeah, with with Eldrazi spawns. Oh, that's good. Yeah, that's good because that card was in uh, was in Shards of Alara, mm -hmm. and it was a good card in Shards of Alara. Um, but man, it wasn't around with Eldrazi spawn. Yeah. Oh, that's that is beautiful. Okay, it is click. Okay, I am. I'm pretty psyched now. It's gonna be no, that card. Yeah. That that card's just good. Gariel's just good. Yeah, it's a it's a crocodile. Yep. Three green, one one shroud. Whenever another creature dies, you may put a plus one plus one counter on it. So it's a may trigger. Don't miss that trigger. Oh, you may. Oh no. Yep. Don't miss that trigger. But yeah, Eldrazi spawn. 
Ooh, that's value. Good. Ooh, that's really good. <laughs> Mirror entity. I don't think we we skipped over that. Oh, but that's, that's a, fantastic. And yeah, that's I'm saying that's a great way to finish a game. I mean, that's just a bomb. Period. Yeah, it is. And obviously, white green tokens. And it fits into your Sarkar sub theme. Oh yeah, he's technically a Sark. Yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> and. He's white, so he's in white-black with Soul Shift. Yup. Get him and, back. Man. And with Bitter Blossom. Oh, no. <laughs> I mean, sure, yeah, you open up your Mythic Rare, and it's good with uh, Mirror Entity. Yeah. <laughs> you just open it, dude. That's the strategy. Every time. Well, I think we've, I think we've, uh, we've done a good job looking at this set. I mean, there's so much going on here, you know. I think the best the best indicator is going to be getting a chance to sit down and play with these cards. And I'm so happy that we are both going to get the chance to do just that. In GP Vegas. On Saturday, before the GP, so we can come back onto the show mm-hmm. and talk about our experiences okay. the week we go to Vegas. The week before we go to Vegas. Going to do that this weekend, and I'll talk to you about it next week. But until then, we are YoMTG Taps. Stop bitching. Start Corey Brewing. He's he's a player on the Rockets. With self-defense, leg swipes, alcohol, toss, molotovs, throwing down the mic. Now they get caught up in the hype for being so tight. Sag with the jeans was ever me, mug, right, strike. Android thinking combined. Libro Jenkins outlined the highest price. Hip-hop, you rap vaguely. I'm consistent, fresh, daily. I maintain the quiet life during open mics. Expectations is too high. Dreams holding it. I've lost friends and loved ones. Couldn't cope with it. Pursue music. Yo MTG Taps is available every bloody Friday forever on legitmtg.com, iwantmymtg.com, mtgcast.com, and iTunes. Email us, yomtgtaps at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Tumblr, yomtgtaps.tumblr.com. Follow us on Twitter, at yomtgtaps. Follow me on Twitter at OMGWTFBHJFTW. Follow Steven on Twitter at M00NPI. Follow Joey on Twitter at Affinity for Blue. Featuring music by You'll Never Know and Logic Marsalis. Available at magneticmoments.bandcamp.com. Thanks for listening.